Hey, thanks for joining us. We have Madison Cawthorn with us today. We're so excited. Stick around. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Seek First Podcast. I'm Rick Brown. We talk about everything here, life, seeking God, biblical truth, today's culture, and whatever is on my guest's radar to unpack. We want to understand what is happening around us. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Take a minute to subscribe to the Seek First Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Let's jump in. Welcome, Congressman. Great to have you with us. Everything's going good, Pastor. Thanks for having me on. Tell, tell me about the overall attitude with the governor win in Virginia with Youngkin. We were talking before we went on. It's been a while since we had some good news, and it's great to see somebody that is really bringing forth a conservative heart for America and for liberty actually winning a race. Well, you know what? I think a lot of Americans share the sentiment I had last night is I, I was pretty pessimistic about our chances. Uh, you know, even if we had some record turnout, who knows if there was going to be any fraud, what was going to happen. And really, I, I just didn't have a lot of hope for it. We're going up against an incumbent, what was going to happen. But then, you know what? We may feel like we can't do on our own. I, I think God probably stepped in. Uh, the people of Virginia now have someone who recognizes religious liberty, will never shackle their churches again. Uh, somebody who's going to take care of their children, not call parents who go and say, hey, you know what, maybe please just don't put pornography inside of our classrooms and then say, oh, you know, what? that's domestic terrorist. Turns out that's a bad campaign, campaign strategy. Uh, turns out that really for the conservative movement, Elon Omar, AOC, Rashid Tlaib, all of these people in the squad in Washington, D.C., they are really our MVPs. They're doing a great job. They're showing exactly what the communists and the socialists believe. And so I would like to thank them for the governor and Yunkin win. <laughs> With McAuliffe, actually, it's great when progressive leftist people actually slip and declare what, they, what their heart and attitude is when he came out and said, hey, it's, it's not parents' business what goes on the classroom. And he didn't say it once. I mean, there's like four or five different places and times and clips where he, he doubled down on this mindset. And it's really the mindset of the progressive left. Just give us your children. Let us indoctrinate them. Exactly. And you know what? This is something that's very, very troubling for us. I think the, uh, the, the family unit, that core nucleus of your immediate family, that is what makes America strong. That's why the thing I care the most about is dying in politics. You know, I've got a brother with four little nieces. Well, I've got four nieces. He's got four daughters. And so when I sit here and I try to make a decision, I say, how is this going to affect my brother and his kids? When they're sitting around having dinner tonight, there are all the little girls bowing their heads or saying their prayers. What can make their life better? What can make their parents' life better? That's how we should be looking at things, not saying, you know what, it's no business what happens inside of the classroom. You shouldn't do that. In fact, I, I'm surprised it goes short to just say, let's institute a janissary program. Just give us your children full time. You don't need them. Uh, and really, this is, a, this is, again, like you said, the exact ideology of the progressive left. And now you grew up, and your, your mom homeschooled you, right, Madison? She did indeed. I was homeschooled all the way through. And I'll tell you, I think I, I attribute that with uh, any of the success I've had in my life. Yeah. And so we're seeing that explode. That, so there's parents pushing back in school boards uh, and, and, and speaking up. But uh, homeschooling's exploding across the country. Yeah, you know, I've got a plan to save America, and it includes doubling the homeschool population in America by 2030. Um, I really think that can do something. You know, I, I'm sitting in my, 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 my great White House, uh, uh, Washington, D.C. office. I've probably got about seven homeschoolers that work in the office right next to me. Across the hall, I've got another uh, four over there. 
down the hall, I've got another 20 all scattered out through these offices. Um, and so, you know, Washington, D.C. is starting to become full of homeschoolers. And I think that's why you're starting to see a lot of these people up here. You know, we were born for such a time as this. I believe we were set aside from the public school indoctrination that a lot of people face. And so we can say, hey, just so you guys know, uh, tyranny is not normal. Uh, uh, everything that the, that the Washington elites are doing is not normal, and you should push back on it. Yeah, it's so encouraging to have not only you in this incredible an important role in Washington, D.C. Bravo to you and your team there in D.C. Well, thank you very much. And you know what? I'll just tell you, I really think that what happened in Virginia, even what's happening in New Jersey, which I'm not very optimistic that we'll win that one, but the fact that they didn't blow a Republican out of the water in New Jersey, I think is a very uh, good indicator and bellwether for the mood of America right now. Um, I think kind of the radicalism you've seen um, out of some of the, the more nationally known Democrats it's turning people off. It turns out we don't want to live in a genderless society. Uh, it turns out that we don't want to have a, a, a hostile nation in the form of China shooting nuclear hypersonic missiles around our, around the globe twice. Uh, it turns out we do not want to be giving $86 billion worth of weapons to the Taliban in Afghanistan after my entire generation has been fighting over there and dying for our entire lives. Uh, you know, I, I did not get to serve myself, but getting to know so many people who went to Afghanistan now come back and what, what do they say to themselves? They're saying, so you're saying that we went to war for 20 years, spent trillions of dollars, countless lives to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. People don't like it. People are starting to recognize it. People are starting to reject it. Yes. And so the president just got back from his G20 uh, summit, which was about climate change. And then he comes back and he doubles down on children from five or six years of age to 12 getting the vaccine. Can you be any more out of touch, you know, looking at global warming overseas and then coming back and saying, hey, I want to force your child who's not in danger whatsoever. Uh, I mean, microscopically maybe uh, could get sick. Is, is all of the progressive left in D.C., do you, do you feel like this disconnect where's your head you know i'll tell you i think that that's a that is a little intellectually dishonest if i was just to say the progressive left is out of touch because they are don't get me wrong um but there are even people within the party that i represent the republican party on my side of the aisle uh who are really just a part of this uniparty they all like being in washington they like seeing their name in the paper every other week they you know that they, they they like having the auspicious office this might be the best job they'll ever have in their life uh, and all of those people, you know, they, they are really excited to go to the really glitzy cocktail parties, but they never spend time with the people. They don't go talk to their constituents. They don't look them in the eye because they don't want to be challenged. They don't want to be say, hey, I didn't like that vote. Why'd you do that? Uh, and so it's created a very out-of-touch ruling class here in Washington, D.C., and I think you're starting to see the American people saying, no, I don't want a normal politician. I want to send somebody that's completely different, someone that's completely new that breaks the mold. I mean, have you seen this uh, new Lieutenant Governor Winsome out of Virginia? This young African-American immigrant woman who gained her citizenship by serving in the Marine Corps, which I think is how a great way for us to do uh, immigration. Uh, and then as soon as she becomes a citizen, she becomes a lieutenant governor and then takes a picture with an AR-15 in her hand saying, you know, don't come after my kids. I mean, that is that is breaking the mold and doing something different so we can get a different result. Man, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. Now, Kamala Harris said something that I think is true. Let's watch this clip together, and then I want to get your comments on it. Because you see, what happens in Virginia will in large part determine 
what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. So she just declared what happened in Virginia when she was stumping for uh, McAuliffe. Uh, hey, you're gonna, this is the trend. Whatever happens here is gonna go forward. I think that's true. You know, I think it absolutely is. Um, and, and one, you gotta talk about voter confidence. Now we're gonna have a Republican base that is gonna be like, oh, wait a minute. So they didn't steal this election. Okay, I kind of trust that a little bit more. Uh, the donors who are gonna try and actually fund these campaigns are gonna say, wait a minute, I'm seeing the national movement is headed towards our direction. Let's actually get involved now. Uh, it's an off year election. These people don't have Trump to unite behind. And, you know, they're going to try everything they can do, but unfortunately, the script has already been set. We know what they're going to do. We know who the cabinet members are. Uh, we know what the administration, the regime are going to try and plan. And it's tyranny. It's taking away our liberties, taking away our rights, and the American people aren't going to stand for it. Yes. And, and you mentioned something right before we showed that clip that I think is, is really enlightening for a lot of people, Congressman, and that is... I was talking about the progressive left, and you said, well, it's a little intellectually dishonest to lump them over here because there's a lot of people on the other side of the aisle, the rhinos, the Republican in name only, they love the posh lifestyle, but it really is the, the uniparty, isn't it? And there's now two categories within the Republican Party. There's those who are a part of the uniparty, and then there are those young people like you and a conservative group that actually want to represent the people. And what kind of divide is that when they put pressure on you to sign on to their bill or you want to recruit them? Tell me a little bit about that dynamic. We're not naming any names. I'll tell you, you know, there's kind of a standing rule. It's not written anywhere, but it's that uh, sitting members of Congress don't challenge other sitting members of Congress in a primary challenge. I reject that. I mean, I, I was sent here to legislate on behalf of Western North Carolina, and Western North Carolina said, I, we are sending you to Washington to be a weapon, to change it, to destroy the wheel. We don't just want to continue playing the old, same old, same old political games that people are playing. Can you go there and become a wrecking ball and make this knock down all of the, the, the really just the, the buildup of, of, of crud, the buildup of, of just algae that's gone around Washington, D.C., and make it that, she that shining, glimmering city on a hill once again. And that's why I'm here. And so, you know what, I, I, if you don't vote on behalf of the American people, uh, if you betray their confidence, if I see you make campaign promises, the people elect you, and then all of a sudden you turn your back on them, well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to come after you. Is your numbers growing, your tribe, your uh, team, conservative, save America, is it growing, Madison? Oh, it is. You know, I, I'll tell you, I've got probably 70 to 100 members uh, in the Republican Party who out of 200 that I would trust in, 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 in just about any situation. They vote correctly. They're on behalf of the American people. They're brave. They don't back down. Um, but I think we're going to see that number grow exponentially. I think we're going to be very happy with the party that is in control of the House next session. Obviously, we don't have the, the crystal ball, but how well do you think we'll do? I've heard everything. We're going to gain 20 seats all the way up to 60 seats, and we don't know, but uh, if this is truly a bellwether of sorts, what the American people are saying about this administration. Well, you know what, never put it by Nancy Pelosi, never put the pastor to have a good trick up her sleeve to try and be able to bring something out, because you know, if, we're, if the elections were tomorrow, I think we win 80 to 90 seats. Um, but if you, but you know, I, I'm going to anticipate a conservative number, probably 50 extra seats. That's how I think we'll, how well I think we'll do, which will get us very close to a veto-proof majority, which would be just absolutely insane. 
Um, and then so, you know, that will really put the Biden regime in check to say, hey, we can't continue going down this path because in 2024, they will have a supermajority and they will run all over us. They, Nancy Pelosi, on one hand, I take my hat off. She's a very skillful politician for tyranny. I mean, she really is. And she's good at what she does, and she's done it for a long time. Because with this message that just got sent by uh, Youngkin winning the governorship in Virginia, you would think there's two responses a politician can have. Hey, you know what? We've got to change our strategy because the American people don't like it. So let's, let's roll back a little bit and be a little bit more moderate. Or you can double down. Nancy Pelosi doubles down. You're not going to change the agenda for the House. Isn't that something that, you know, you've got to double down, I guess, if that's what your, your mindset is. You see how she was wearing a mask in that video? Well, just to show how asinine and unintelligent and inconsistent that the, the other side of the aisle is right now. Where Nancy Pelosi was in that clip is headed right into the rotunda, very center, center of the Capitol building. Uh, and basically, you know, her office jumps off to the left right there. But once you get to the very center, about 15 yards ahead of where she was, then all of a sudden it goes from being the House side of the Capitol to the Senate side of the Capitol. Let me just paint you a picture so you all realize how ridiculous this is. Did you notice how hard it was to hear her through that mask? Well, let me tell you, as soon as she walks across that line, no, she no longer has to wear the mask. They can all take it off. So we're all inside of an enclosed building. Uh, over half of the building doesn't wear a mask. And then they're like, oh, well, you know what? We're all just going to wear a mask for optics. But then I, I work out with these people every single morning. None of them wear masks in the gym. I eat in the same dining room as these people every single day. None of them wear masks when they're at dinner. But as soon as they get on cameras, oh, it's mask on central. It's insane. Isn't it crazy, this optic that they want to present of safety over liberty, this mindset of controlling people. It's, it's mystifying for those who don't live in that world, Madison. You know, it, it absolutely is. And I will leave you with this, my friend. The world of Washington, D.C. is one that is just where people really believe this is all just showmanship. They think that, oh, well, you know, statecraft is stagecraft. And, you know, however you can, however you, you present yourself this way. I hear so many members of kind of the socialist squad who come up and say, you know, the person I am when I'm on the news, that really isn't me. You know, who I am on Twitter really isn't me. I, I, I'm okay with just being friends. And my whole thing is, I, well, I'm not okay with being your friend. You're deceiving an entire generation to believe in an ideology that left over 100 million people dead last century. I will not let that be repeated in America. I will not let that be repeated in the world while during my lifetime. Uh, I cannot help the world that I was born into, but, man, I sure can change it while I'm here. I believe that's what we're all called to do. Amen. Well, we're going to be praying for you, Congressman. You get to your meeting, and thank you for taking the time. I know it's a busy day, especially after this big news with the election and things and people wanting some feedback. So God bless you, Congressman. Look forward to seeing you the next time. Great. See you, brother. Always an honor. Hey, till next time, you guys. light in the darkness, I want hope for the hopeless and rest for the weary mind. And you've got truth for the taking, but my heart won't be shaken if today be the day that I die. Whoa, 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 now I worry about tomorrow or fear in times of trouble. I keep my heart seeking. I will keep my heart seeking you. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa.
keep my heart seeking you. I will keep my heart.